Canto 1, Chapter 8, Text 30, Prayers of Queen Kunti. Uh, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Janma Karma Cha Vishatman Ajasya Karturatmanaha Tiryangar Shishu Yadaksu Taratyantavidamvanam So very interesting. Uh, Kunti Devi begins here by Kunti Devi by saying, Janma Karma Cha uh, Vishwatman, O Lord of the Universe, or actually Soul of the Universe, Vishwatman. Uh, and she speaks, she says, Janma Karma Cha Ajasyakartur, the birth of the unborn, the action of the inactive or the non actor. So this is obviously a paradox. It's some, similar to the Isopanishad, Tadejati, Tanaijati, uh, that absolute truth moves, it doesn't move. And here we have the birth of the unborn, Janma, Ajasya, and Karma, Akaratur, the, uh, the activities of one who doesn't act, who does nothing. So Janma, Karma, Vishatman, Ajasya, Akaratur, Atmanaha, uh, and so it is the birth and actions of the soul, the capital S, uh, of the Supreme Soul. And then she, Krishna says that, I mean, Queen Kunti says, Tiryang Nirshishu Yadaksu, which means Tiryang, uh, that the Lord, you appear, Tiryang, among animals, Nir, among human beings, Rishishu, among sages, Yadaksu, among the fish, aquatics. So, close that window there. So, uh, Krishna appears uh, in all these different species and all these different forms. Uh, animals, uh, human beings, uh, sages, fish, and of course, there are many more. And then Kunti says, Tad, that, Atyanta. Atyanta means exceedingly. Prabhupada translates it veritable. Uh, anta means the end. Uh, or the end, and, and so ati means like beyond, beyond limits. Um, anta is like the end, the limit, and so it's like beyond limit, like that. And vidambanam is a very interesting word in Sanskrit. Um, vidambanam means an imitation, so Krishna is pretending to be a fish or a, or a human being or a sage. So it's copying, he's copying, he's sort of acting the way they do, representing, playing the part of anyone. It can mean an imposter and, or, or a disguise. And especially, as it said here, applied to a God assuming human form. So it's very interesting, this word, and, and Kunti, say, Kunti Devi says, this is beyond limit, vidambanam. This is beyond limit. Um, uh, amazing or or here vidambanam also means um well some things are don't really apply here uh so yeah vidambanam it's uh amazing how you are you are imitating to this extent like so perfectly imitating human beings and sages and fish and 
animals. So, uh, so Kunti Dev is astonished at this, how Krishna can do all these things. I mean, not that how, how he how he's able to do it. That's that's the easy part. But the fact that he does do all these things, and so it's good to take a moment and just think about the nature of God. He's uh, he's very playful. I mean, you think about it to take the form of a fish and um, or an animal. It's uh, very creative. It's very I mean, it's very playful. Leela. So Krishna is doing all these things. He's a very fun-loving supreme personality of Godhead. And of course, when he comes and does these things, he also saves the universe. Just, But if he has to come and save the universe, it's like, why not You know, make your job fun? So he comes and he does that because Krishna says in the Gita, in every age he comes and saves the world, but why not, you know, why not, why not have a good time while you're doing it? So he comes in all these different forms. So that's this prayer. Janma karma cha vishatman ajasya karatur atmanaha tiryang nurshishu yadaksu taratyanta vidambanam. And the next verse is Gopyadade toi kritagasi damatavit jate dasyasu kalilangjana asam brahmaksham vakramni niya bhaya bhavanaya stitasya. So Gopi, meaning here Yasoda, we all, of course, we always say the Gopis thinking of Krishna's coward girlfriends, but but Yasoda is also a Gopi. She's a cowherd lady. So Gopi Adade, the Gopi Yasoda took uh, a rope took a rope, Dhamma, and of course Krishna's called Damodar because the rope was put around his waist. It means like rope waist. Lord rope waist. <laughs> so, of course, we're used to the name Damodar. So, um, Gopiadade, she took, the Gopi took, Twayi unto you, Kritagasi, who had done mischief. Kritagasi means you who did mischief. She took a rope, Dhamma, Tavid, and then Jate dasha ashu kalilanjana sambramaksham vakram niniya vaya bhavanaya stitasya. So she says, Jate dasha, that situation of yours, that scene that you created. Jate dasha ashu kalila. Your eyes filled with tears and anjana, a little black ointment they put in the eyes. Sambramaksham, which was sort of uh, your eyes were disturbed and you were crying. So the little black ointment, anjana. By the way, when it said, Oma jnana tamirandasya jnanangjana shalakaya. Uh, shalakaya doesn't mean with a torch or the torchlight, as is often uh, I'll explain why it's incorrectly translated as with the torch of knowledge or the torchlight of knowledge, which you may have heard. That's because uh, shalaka actually means a little brush. And so an anjana, anjana, jnanangjana shalakaya, it means with the knowledge ointment because uh, anjana is that little black ointment like Krishna had in his eyes. 
and it's also used to cure a disease of the eye or to open the eyes. And so it's actually a little brush that you put, use to put the ointment on. But in, uh, anyway, but somehow it became called a torch. I mean, a torch also in England and other countries means a flashlight or can be like a little torch or something. And so, but it's actually a little brush that you use to put the ointment on the eye. So in other words, the, the knowledge we receive from the guru is like that ointment that opens our eyes and gives us back our vision. So jate dashashu kalilang jana sampramaksham. And so your eyes were all bewildered. Vakram niniya. Vakram. One second here. Just to. Yeah, so Vakra means the, the face. And uh, so Vakra Niniya, Bhayavavanaya, Sitasya Samang, Pimohati, Bhira Pijabri Veti. So putting his face down, actually, Vakra Ni. Ni means down, and Ni means like placing or leading. So placing his face down. He was downcast. Vakra Niniya. Vayabhavanaya and Stitasi, you who are situated uh, in that, within that sort of that emotional state of fear. Vayabhavanaya, Stitasya, Sa. So Sa here, if you're following the Sanskrit, refers to uh, Dasha back in the second line, that, that scene that you created. So that scene, sa mang vimohayati, that scene bewilders me. Because bhirapi, even fear itself, yadviveti, fears you. Even fear itself fears you. So that scene where you were afraid of your mother and you put your face down and uh, because she was coming with a rope, uh, because you, kritagasi, you've done mischief. So Kunti is describing uh, that Damodar scene. And so because fear personified fear himself fears Krishna. He's a supreme God, yet he's like a little child afraid of his mother. So to say that bewilders me, it also means that enchants me, you know, that is enchanting me, that is just completely amazing me. It means all those things. So Kichirahur Ajang Jatam. Some say that the unborn has is born. Kichirahur Ajam Jatam. Some say Kichit means some, some people. Ahur say Ajang, the unborn Jatam has taken birth. Punya Shlokasya Kirtaye Yado Priyasyan Bhavaye. For the glory. Uh, of the lineage, Anvaya, Anu means following, and Aya, and uh, Avaya, so it's, uh, it means like a lineage, so to, in order uh, to glorify, for the glorification of the Yadu dynasty, uh, that you appeared in their lineage, Yadu Priyasyan Bhavaye, you took birth, uh, in that 
um, the Yadu dynasty, which was dear to you, to glorify them, to glorify the Yadus, Malaya Siva Chandanam, just like Chandana, Chandan, we say, uh, sandalwood uh, glorifies uh, Malaya, now called Malaysia. But it's um, because sandalwood came from that area, sort of southeast of India. And so the sandalwood glorifies that region because it comes from there. So in the same way, you were glorifying uh, the Yadu dynasty by taking birth in, in their, that dynasty, which was a very pious dynasty and very dear to you. So then apare vasudevasya. Apare means other people. Like some people say you did this. Now other people are saying, so these are different theories that people had or different ideas people had about why did Krishna come to this world? So apare, other people think vasudevasya devakyam yachito vyagat. That, uh, that being prayed for, because the, uh, the god demigods, the devas were praying for Krishna to come. So, uh, of your God, he came, Devakyam, in the womb of Devaki, Vasudevasya, fathered by Vasudev, Ajas Twam Asyakshemai, but again, you were Aja. So Kunti Devi has said three times that you were unborn. Three times Kunti Devi has said you were unborn. The obvious point here, she is strongly emphasizing that Krishna does not have a material body, that he does not take birth the way we do. And so that's what's being emphasized here. Ajas, again, unborn. Ajas tvam asyakshemaya. And for the welfare of the world, vadaya cha sura dishang. And for the killing of those who are enemies of the gods. Sura dishang, those who envy the gods, those who are against, in other words, those who are against the constitutional government of the universe. So, uh, so that's another idea people had at the time about why Krishna came. And then Anye and the other people. Here's the third idea. There's a, there there there's only three theories mentioned here, which people who are on the earth at the same time as Krishna. Here's another idea people had, Bharavataranaya, to bring down the burden of the earth. Bharavataranaya anye bhuvo. Uh, bara means a burden, which actually the English word burden is related to the Sanskrit word bara, like we say in English to bear something, like to carry it, bara, bear. So Bharav, and then Avatara, this is interesting, Avatara, and, uh, um, Avatara means one who, who, who comes down, crosses down, of means down. So Avatarana can also mean to bring down here. So to bring down the burden of the earth. Bharavataranai, Anye, other people say, Bhuvo, Nava Ivo Dadao, like a boat, Nava. That's where we get the word navel or nautical, Sanskrit word Nava. So, um, Navayiva, like a boat, Udadhau, on the sea. Uvo Navivo Dadhau. Sidantya Bhurivarena. 
जातम so you came so the, the word sidantya actually goes with the first word bara you came to relieve the burden of the earth buvo the earth which was sidantya which was sinking buri bharena under this heavy burden and therefore uh, jato you took birth he indeed atma bhuvartita because you were artita you were prayed for you were uh asked for by atma bhu the self born which means lord brahma here atma bhuva because uh uh lord brahma doesn't have a mother he's just born from garbhodaksha vishnu so therefore so that's the very beautiful verse bharavatarnayan ye bhuvo navi vodatau sidantya bhuri bharina jato yatma bhuvarti tah So that's that that's that verse we will do one more verse and if there's any questions those can be sent over uh let's see next verse bhavesmen uh klishamananam avidya kama karma vi shavana smaran arhani kadishaniti kechana so we have a fourth theory here this is the fourth idea of course all of them are correct they're all true but different people emphasize different reasons so here's the fourth idea kechana means some people said that uh bhavesmen klishamananam for those who are suffering bhavesmen in this material world bhavesmen klishamananam avidya kama karma vi and they're suffering because of their ignorant selfish actions that's literally what it means avidya kama karma vi for those who are suffering in this world because by their suffering by their ignorant selfish actions shavana smaranar hani karishyaniti kechana this is very interesting anyway, i can't go into all the sanskrit grammar here which is actually quite interesting but anyway um iti kechana some people say you came uh because you took birth in order to perform uh activities activities which are uh deserve to be heard and remembered karishan means you, because you will be performing there was people said this when he when krishna was born because it's interesting because although krishna now is uh not at the end of his pastimes but well sort of actually this is the end of kurukshetra kunti's coming to so this is sort of the the last stage of his pastimes but but kunti is talking about uh what people said when krishna took birth that he will be doing these things so people began to as soon as krishna was born because he was born he killed all of the demons sent by kangsi killed kangsa so people are already talking so he will he will be doing uh or he's about to perform kadishan I'm going to all the grammar here shravana shravana means hearing smarna means remembering arhani means 
worthy of, worthy of hearing and remembering. So in other words, let's see how Prabhupada translates this. And yet others say that you appeared for the sake of rejuvenating the devotional service of hearing, remembering, worshiping, and so on. So arha can also mean, can also mean worship. In order that the conditioned souls suffering from material pangs might take advantage and gain liberation. So, um, so in other words, Krishna came so that right now, today, we could have this Bhagavatam class. Krishna came so that in the future, people like us could hear about this and remember what Krishna did and thus be liberated. So Krishna came uh, not only for the people who were alive on the earth at the time he came, but so that for thousands and thousands of years after that, we could talk about him. We'd have something to talk about. So that's what Kunti is saying. Anyway, uh, so maybe we'll stop there and let's see if there are any questions. It is mentioned pious kings. How can a devotee nowadays deal with the not so pious or moral politicians elected? Oof. Should a devotee not vote and care at all or try at least to vote for the least evil option? Um, yeah, it's, like it's typical when you have to vote for between Democrats and Republicans, it's typically have to choose between the baby killers and the other people killers. So um, I think it's a personal decision. It's... Um, it's a material matter and since it's like, of course we try to do it for Krishna, but it's sort of something involving the material world, different devotees may have different opinions. So I, I sort of leave it to everyone's individual conscience to decide how they want to act in regard to democratic elections. So does Queen Kunti figure into Chaitanya Leela at all? Uh, good question. Did Chaitanya or his contemporary associates discuss Queen Kunti? Well, Lord Chaitanya was always hearing the Bhagavatam, so clearly he knew about Queen Kunti very well. I mean, she's his pure devotee. And, um, and I'm sure many times you heard her pastimes as far as did uh, Queen Kunti appear in Chaitanya Leela? You'll have to read the Chaitanya Charitamrita and look, see. If you've, and you find out, let us know. When we see that God has different incarnations from a theoretical standpoint, theoretical, how can one be convinced that the art of bhakti yoga is monotheistic? Uh, I don't really see a problem because all these different, there are incarnations of Krishna. We can only appear in one place at one time. Like right now, I'm in Coronado, California in this uh, very stylish shirt here. That's a joke. So to the best of my knowledge, this is the only place I am right now. And if I'm somewhere else, it's I really don't know about it. So Krishna, on the other hand, he's God. He's God. He's not just like one of us. And so he can appear in innumerable places at the same time in different forms, but it's still one person, a dvaitam, which means not two. Advaitam, Achutam, Anadi, Manantarupam. Uh, there's only one God. Anantarupam. He has unlimited forms, 
unlimited forms, Ananta Rupam, but still Advaitam. There, there aren't two gods. There's only one God. We are monotheists. So for Krishna to appear in, in infinite forms simultaneously is, yeah, I mean, it's obviously for us it would be a little difficult. But for Krishna, it's not. He just naturally does it. That's what he does. Could you explain Krishna's pastime of leaving this world? I still don't understand what was Krishna's reason behind choosing to leave in those circumstances with the hunter. Um, when Krishna comes to this world, he has to do two things which are not so easy to reconcile. One is he has to reveal himself to the devotees, perform his pastimes, get everyone fired up for bhakti yoga. But the other thing he does is he doesn't want, he has to, well, he has to do all that in a way that does not interfere with the free will of the envious, of non-devotees. So if Krishna just made it obvious what he was doing to everyone uh, and just left the world in glory like a, you know, pillar of fire or something or other dramatic arrangements, um, people might worship him not because they really care about Krishna. They don't, not the person Krishna, but because of his position. It's just like if you want a job and you go for a job interview and you try to please the boss that's interviewing you, you don't give a damn about the boss. You want the job. Or if you're trying to make a sale and you, uh, you know, shake the person's hand vigorously and yeah, it's great to meet you. Yeah, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. Actually, the person just wants your money. So therefore, Krishna doesn't want people who just think, yeah, I'd like a long-term vacation in Krishna Loka. Sounds nice. Water features, uh, you know, nice gardens. So therefore, um, Krishna wants to separate the, uh, I don't want to say the men from the boys. That's terribly sexist. Krishna wants to separate the real devotees from those who just want to load up with benefits. He wants people who really love him. For example, let's say you love someone, you really love someone, and that person loses their job. I mean, it's not a lazy bum that you don't want to live with. But let's say it's a good person that just for some reason lost their job. You don't abandon them because you, hopefully you didn't love them just because of some position they have. So Krishna wants to weed out the, uh, I don't know, the parasites or people that just want to use him for something. So he leaves the world in a way which protects their understanding that Krishna is not really a supreme God because they want to think that. And Krishna lets them think that and at a certain point when their heart changes then Krishna will come to them again, come to them again in a different way. So Krishna, yeah, fakes out the non-devotees, reveals himself to the devotees. That's Krishna. So thank you all very much for attending our Bhagavatam class. And I uh, hope you'll all be back next week. Keep sending in those extraordinarily large donations. I'm uh, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, Krishna.